The Pilot's Advisor can help you chart out a course to land safely in retirement using his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Pilot's Advisor. And we do have the IBC practitioner, the specialist, the one and only expert in this field, uh, Dave Beffert. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. I'm good, Ryan. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, good to see you as well. Uh, we promised our listeners to peel off the episode, the little uh, uh, episode we did where we gave them a little taste of what there is, the possibilities out there. And what I wanted to do is look in today and look at specific aspects of life, what you could use this for and how powerful it could be. What I wanted to talk about, if you don't mind, is most most retirees, most people when they get near retirement, they have to pull the throttles back on their 401k or their other investable assets because they can't handle the volatility because most of that money is going to be more short term that they need to produce income. And the magic number for most people is 60 40. 60% in stocks or equities and 40% in fixed income. And what I want to argue is using this tool, how we could actually produce a better retirement and also eliminate the problem of sequence of returns risk. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think that's a, a great angle to take. So maybe we start with sequence of returns risk. Maybe, maybe uh, I guess we shouldn't assume that everybody's listened to the previous podcast. If you haven't listened to those, go back and and get a better overview of what we're talking about here. I'll just talk about IBC real quickly. Just a broad overview is putting your money somewhere where you earn guarantees, where it's safe, where it's never going to decrease in, in value. Cash is there. It'll never come down. It's a place to get uninterrupted compound growth, the only place I know of. Um, and uh, you get to earn on your money even while you're leveraging it to use it at the same time. So, but for retirement, we're speaking strictly in retirement. It's a phenomenal asset to have in place. Uh, the earlier, the better. So, you know, I started mine by my policies. These are specially designed life insurance contracts is really how um, is the product that's used to perform this function. But I started these when I was 30, my first ones, you know, and I just, you know, I'm 43 and I just put my like eighth policy in place a couple months ago. By the time I'm in those retirement years, or as I like to call like passive income years, because that's what it is, right? You're not actively working, you're just receiving passive income. Um, by the time I'm there, these policies are going to be providing an incredible tax-free income to me if I, if I choose to use it. So, so, so like an airplane, these policies, the longer you have them, they become more and more efficient. Like a, like an airplane burning off gas, it gets lighter, it gets more efficient, right? Absolutely. And there's nothing you can do about it. So every year, it gets more and more efficient, meaning every dollar you pay in premium does more for you, grows your cash value by even more every single year to the point that pretty quickly, every dollar you put in is creating more than $1 of cash value that year. And if you have this long enough in retirement, like when I hit those years, every dollar I pay in premium is probably going to generate three, four, five dollars in cash value every single year. Which so, is crazy, which is crazy yeah. to think about, but you have to do it now. The, the earlier you start, the more efficient that vehicle is going to be. Right. Yeah. And we can talk about, you know, what happens if you're, you're just discovering this when you're, you know, 59 or 60, uh, even 65 you know, is, is this still something you could use? 
I'll just say the short answer is yes, but we can talk about, you know, the differences of you being 65 versus 35 and discovering this. So, but how about go back to, you, you mentioned sequence of returns risk. Yeah. So, and, yeah, for sure. And, and the way I like to talk about this with my clients is building the jet engine for a tax-free retirement. And when we talk about sequence of returns risk, we just had a year that is, is fresh in everybody's mind. In 2022, the market was down 20 plus percent. And those individuals that retired that year still had to pull income off of their 401k in, in a down market where it was down 20%. Sequence of returns risk is a theory where if you have to pull, if you retire in a down market like that, it could blow up your whole retirement plan because you're going to have to pull and sell more and more uh, shares of whatever you have to produce that same income. And, and that, that volatility could just kill your whole situation going forward. That's what sequence of returns risk is. By using something like this, rather than pulling off our 401k in a down market, we could actually borrow money from the insurance company for that income. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I, I consider it a volatility buffer and it goes hand in hand with sequence of returns risk. So I think maybe you can back me up on this. Historically, you know, on average, there's going to be one down market like every five years. Um, so if you're in retirement, you retire at 65, you're going to have four or five down markets during your retirement on average. You should just you should just plan on those, right? Like expect the worst and and plan for it because it's going to happen. You're not going to go 20 years of a of an up market during retirement. There's going to be down years. Do you want to be pulling money out of those out of the market during those down years? No, you just said it. Sequence of returns risk. You don't have enough time unfortunately. You know, maybe before long, science will provide a way for us to live longer uh, than we already are. But uh, right now, you don't have enough time to make up for that loss during retirement. Like my my mother retired at the in January of 2020. Talk about like the worst timing in the world, and nobody ever talks about that, right? Like, hey, what happens if you retire during a down market? Like you just said, people who retired last year as well. Well, what's even crazier about what we're presenting is. This is a safe money asset that will never lose value in any market. The market that we just had in 2022 with rising interest rates, the fixed income portion of your portfolio, all those bonds were blowing up as well. Because with interest rates going up, they were actually decreasing in value. So we had an unprecedented market that you couldn't hide from all the bad things. If you had safe money assets like this that never lost value that you could borrow against, tax-free, mind you, it mm -hmm. wouldn't have been a problem at all. Right. And guess what happened in 2020, 21, 22, and this year in 23, I got paid dividends from the life insurance company. They paid dividends to me. So my cash value continued to grow and they paid dividends for well over a hundred straight years. So the great depression dividends, world war one, world war two, the seventies, the eighties, all the, you know, the great recession, they paid dividends. Now they're not guaranteed, right? Cause dividends are just profit. But because you're an owner of the company, it's in a mutual life insurance company, you're actually an owner as a policy owner, you're first in line to receive profit back from the company. So uh, it's never failed so far for them to, to make a profit and pay it back to me. So having that asset, that's my guarantee. Like that's my aren't certainty. You, aren't you guaranteed a rate of return and then the dividends are on top of that? Correct. Yeah, you are guaranteed, contractually guaranteed. Um, anywhere between two to four percent of growth over your lifetime, and you know the details of that are there's a lot of nuances 
but that's how the policies are built. They're built with a guarantee using those numbers, two to two or some range between two to four percent, depending on the company and the product. But then you get dividends on top of that. You know, dividend rates this year is like five point two percent with with the company I'm I'm using primarily. So I'm pretty excited about that. So it's not correlated to the market. You know, and life insurance company, we can talk about the safety of them. Maybe that's a good episode for another time. Like, why are they so safe and why are they so consistent? We can talk about that. But they don't have to sell their their treasury bonds prior to maturity to pay out a claim. They just don't, like banks do. You know, like SBB, which, that's which why is, they would bust, yeah. right? So you don't have to do that because they, it's a little thing called actuarial science, that they know how many people are going to die. They know what their payouts are going to be. It's very consistent. And they have hundreds of years of data to, to support it. So. so so if we have one of these policies built out and Mr. Pilot decides to retire in 2022, his his portfolio is down 20% and they could be you could be in a very bad situation. But if you had this tax-free jet engine built, you could borrow your income for that year from the insurance policy and allow your 401k to recover without liquidating anything. And then let's say the market, you know, the market always comes back. Um, it's just a matter of when, but that 401k recovers and then you could backfill and and pay back the money you borrowed from the insurance company. Is that the way you'd see it? Absolutely. That's a great, a great way. You have that option. What it gives you is more options in retirement. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place. And I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com and look right there on the homepage. You'll be able to click get my free toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's Retirement Toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. So you have the option, if you don't want to pull from your 401k, pull a tax-free income from your life insurance contract through borrowing against your cash value. So yeah, you're borrowing the life insurance company's money. They're going to charge you interest. It's pretty you know standard rate. Um, but you can borrow from that tax-free. How do you think Warren Buffett pays less taxes than a secretary? Because he doesn't pull an income. You know, these guys can borrow money and spend that to fund their lifestyle. So, you know, maybe you could live a couple years tax-free just borrowing that money, right? If you built that up long enough and then the market rebounds and yeah, you start taking out of your 401k and you, you can pay it back. Or Ryan, you can choose not to pay it back. That's the great thing about this. There's so much flexibility. You actually don't have to pay those loans back. And a lot of people plan through, you know, they get these policies early on. Their plan during retirement is to create that tax-free income from their policy with no intention of ever paying it back. And because you, we talked you don't about, have to. And we talked about underspending where so many people in retirement during those go-go years they're not going out there and doing stuff because they don't know what the retirement picture is going to look like. So right. they actually save more money and they don't get to experience life. And we call it underspending. And what you're saying is if we have a policy like this, you never have to pay those loans back and you can get tax-free income. The other thing I think about when we discuss this with the different pots of money, we always talk about tax never money, Roth money, where you can control your tax bracket a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Well, with something like this, you could actually pull off your 401k 
And then if you don't want to go into the next tax bracket from an income perspective, then borrow some tax-free money, right? Oh, yeah. Having those options, control. Yeah. And you can work with your financial planner and play those numbers out or your CPA and say, hey, how much taxable income should I pull out this year? Because once you cross a certain threshold, then bam, it, it affects everything, right? Like your social security could be taxed up to 80% or something like that if you cross a certain threshold. And it's um, low. It's like 44,000, 80% right, of which, social security is going to be taxed. Which, who, who can live on that, right? Oh. And, and they know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. if you have a pension, you're already screwed without even taking $1. So RMDs are at 72 and some change, and they'll probably be 75 you know, later on for some, some individuals that'll be retiring in the next few years. But a lot of times the government's going to make you take out money whether you want to or not. So let's say you're forced to take out $100,000 from your 401k, but you only need 80 to live on. Yeah. So ran into this scenario yesterday talking to somebody. Um, if you only need 80 to live on, you're required to pull out 100 because the government says, I want, we want our taxes. You know, we want you to pay the taxes. You've been deferring those for all these years. It's time to pay the piper. Um, you got a couple of choices. One, you could increase your lifestyle by that extra $20,000 a year, you know, and maybe spend a little more money. Um, or if you are really worried about maybe that pot of money disappearing before you live, if you live too long, um, you could take that extra 20 and funnel it into policy premiums. Now in retirement at 72, 73, you're, I would not recommend you get a policy on yourself, right? Insurance is going to be way too expensive at, for somebody your age, if you're in your 70s, but you probably have insurable interests. Maybe you have a younger spouse, or maybe you have kids or grandkids. You can actually own these policies on them. You own them, you control them, you fund them, you can grab the cash value. The only difference is the insured is somebody much younger and healthier, presumably. So you can still do this. But yeah, taking that extra cash that you don't need, instead of just stuffing it in a bank account for the rainy day, put it into some place that's going to create multiple benefits um, and, and guaranteed growth and protection for your money never and create legacy. Value. Never yeah, we didn't even, and never lose value. Right. No matter what the market does. Um, or no matter if a bank fails, your, your money's still safe. So regardless of how much you start out with, if you, if you understand what we're talking about and you start using one of these insurance contracts because it's tied to your health and because it gets more and more efficient over time, the earlier you do this, the cheaper it's going to be and the more efficient it's going to be by the time you get to retirement. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So, I mean, my, I've had uh, some clients early 20s reach out to me and I'm like, man, you are exactly what everybody wishes they were when they discovered this, like 20 years old. Uh, but most people don't discover it until their 40s. Um, so, but it still, it, it still works phenomenally well uh, in your 40s and 50s. Um, in your 60s, it, it often depends on your health and in your 70s, you want to find somebody else to insure. But yeah, the earlier you can start, the better. And you don't have to start big. Another misconception is that, oh, you got to be rich to do this, or I have to have a lot of disposable income, or I have to stop doing X in order to do this. That's the great thing about it. What, what kind of asset do they call this? The and asset? The and asset. And let's talk about that because most people think they have to stop doing their, their, something they're doing right now. Let's say they're putting $2,000 in a savings account and it's sitting over there losing 8%. They're going broke very, very safely. Well, how would you take that money and, and do it a little bit different? Um, 
I would just find a better place to save it. And if, if you look at this as nothing else than a better savings account, then you're going to end up leaps and bounds ahead of, of where you would otherwise, just saving the money in a bank or even, even CDs, which, which some people like to do because it's, it's fairly liquid. You know, the, the rate of return is known um, and it's short term. But I put it in the most, w with every dollar I have, I think what goes through my mind is what's the most productive use of this dollar? So I have a lot of cash value built up. I could pay cash for a vehicle or I could finance it with the bank. I don't have a one size fits all answer for that. My answer is what's the most productive use of, of this, these dollars? Do I want to use them on that truck or do I want to maybe put them into an investment over here? Because you can do both, right? You don't, I, I just talked to, uh, put a contract in force with a pilot last week who he likes to do a lot of investing himself in the market. And he's like, yeah, I don't really want to stop that. I said, well, that's the good news. You don't have to. It's really just as, as simple as sequencing your dollars. Put them through this asset first and then borrow against them to go do your investing if that's what you want to do. So, so even if you wanted to put $20,000 into the market, you run it through the policy, which is going to benefit you where you'll, that money will grow forever. But then you borrow it back from the insurance company and still invest it and do exactly what you were doing. But now you've just created an and asset. Yeah. And you're, you've created multiple rates of return because now you got, you, with the money you borrowed, you put that to work earning a rate of return. But guess what? You didn't borrow your own money. Your own money is still in the policy earning interest and dividends for you at the same time. So it's, you've literally put every dollar in two places at the exact same time. Like it's there's very, not many, very powerful once you see yeah, it for sure. For sure. Right. So the, the earlier you can start, the better, the more efficient it gets. Um, but I would also say it's never really, it's never too late to start. Well, absolutely. I mean, we talk about when's the best time to invest. Well, it's now. It's always now. And the one factor with anything that we talk about, the biggest factor is time. And I look at it, you open, you know, starting a policy on your children, you know, when they're like 10, how efficient that's going to be when they're in retirement. If you want to talk about whether it's college savings or it's legacy planning and passing it on, well, we're building something out that's liquid, guaranteed not to lose value. It's always going to grow. And there's a tax-free death benefit that's associated with it. So you're passing on all that money tax-free to your heirs. Very, very yeah. powerful. Legacy. Yeah. So legacy's got to start with somebody. So if, if, you're, if your parents didn't start it with you, uh, for your family, it's, you got to be the one that starts it for the generations to come. That's the way I look at it. Well, and the, the best thing I think about it too is don't focus on the product. Don't focus on what it is. Look at all the things that it does for you. Focus on all the benefits and and have that vision. If you have that vision, this makes total sense and you're going to change your family's life. Right. Absolutely. Well, out of respect to everybody's time, Dave, do you got anything to, to add to this as we're talking about different uses for the IBC method and overfunded whole life insurance contracts? Oh, yeah. I got plenty to add to it, but uh, <laughs> we should probably split it up into about a dozen more episodes. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us again gotten a lot of feedback from our listeners so we we want to hear more from you and uh thank you so much for sharing your knowledge you bet we'll see you information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax investment or legal advice always consult with a qualified investment legal or tax professional before taking any action